is Valentino Petrarca. You're locked into WSOU. I had the privilege to see Basement Live at their New York City show in Irving Plaza and interview the band. This is exclusive WSOU interviews only found on the loudest rock 89.5 FM. Keep it locked. I'm Valentino Petrarca with WSOU. We have an Under the Stars special for you today. I'm joined today with Andrew from Basement. How are you today, Andrew? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. So you're playing Irving Plaza tonight. How do you feel? Yeah, excited. This is a really, really cool venue. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite thing in New York City? Uh, honestly, food is incredible here. Yeah. The, the, when the weather's good, it's a beautiful city. It's really, really nice out today. So I've just been kind of wandering around. Checking some stuff out. Yeah, um, it's got obviously some of the best food in the country, if not the world, so probably that. Yeah, yeah, it really is awesome. We've had some really rainy stuff down here in uh, New York, so it's the first really nice day. You guys caught us at a great time. Awesome. So how's this tour been? I mean, you guys have been like uh, headlining this tour for a few days now. How do you feel? It's, it's been going really good. Everything's smooth, no issues so far. Shows have been really fun. Everyone's been really nice. I'm having fun. It's just, yeah, it's going good. Awesome. Now, you guys just got out of a massive tour with Weezer, like the rock legends. Tell me about that. Um, it was honestly one of the coolest tours we've ever done. Um, yeah. Everything was like above and beyond like what you would ever expect a tour to be. It was very comfortable. It was very easy. We had like dedicated people every day that did sound for us, that made our monitors sound right. Like we the, the the stage traveled with the show like if you ever go to a show that's at an arena mm. there's obviously not a stage there because there's usually people playing sports so the stage travels on several trucks oh and gosh. every single day when you step out on the stage it's the same stage that was there the day before so everything is like taped off it's so you're standing in exactly the same place essentially mm. so you don't have to worry about like anything it's all sorted and ready ready to go every day so like that level of like we were very spoiled basically <laughs> it, it was really, it was su- it was such a great yeah. thing it was really cool it sounds amazing. How were the guys like from Weezer? How were they? Were they nice? Were they cool? uh, we met almost all of them, and they were yeah. really pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice that some of them came out of their way to say hello. Um, mm-hmm. Rivers came like within a few days to to kind of say hi and welcome us onto the tour. And everyone that we bumped into or kind of said hello was was really pleasant and really cool. Um, which is you know they they don't need to do that. They're yeah. all like you know they're all parents and they're married and they're doing their thing and. But it was, really, it was really cool. We felt very welcome. We felt uh, really well looked after and we had a really great time. How was the crowd reception in the arenas? It was, I mean, honestly, shockingly good. Like, I, wasn't, <laughs> I guess, I mean, you hear horror stories of like, I guess in the more like metal world of, of fans going specifically for the headline band mm-hmm. and not being very open and receptive to support bands. Like I've had friends that have opened for um, like Slayer and stuff and obviously like, Slayer fans are pretty notorious for only wanting to see Slayer and I remember when I saw Iron Maiden when I was about 16 and no one cared about the opening band and I wanted to see the opening band as well but same honestly people were great they they were like really the people were like whether or not they knew us or not they were into it they were like nodding along they seemed to be enjoying they weren't just kind of on their phones or whatever it was really really cool and it was really nice that um, this has never happened before people would would kind of tweet at us afterwards and say (laughs) hey like didn't know who you were until tonight consider us a new fan and like that's incredible like that's the most amazing thing it was yeah so thank you Weezer fans are great <laughs> that's awesome so now what do you think is the funniest thing that's ever happened to you on tour like what's a really funny tour story that you guys have 
Honestly, without bragging, we are some of the funniest people you'll ever meet. So like, just being around like Ronan and like my brother for like five minutes, something funny is gonna happen. Like, uh, I'm that's super sick. Like, I don't, I, don't, I can't give any examples, and none of the examples, if I was to give any, none of them would make sense. But just like, yeah, that's that's like the probably the funniest, the most like cool stuff ever. Is just being around like the people I'm with. They're sick. Now you mentioned your brother. Your brother's the drummer. How yeah. is it cool? Is it like weird to be like you know in a family but also in a band? You know what I mean? Like, so like we we were never like super close when we were very young. No, that's a lie. We were always really close, but we were just a fight and stuff like siblings. Yeah. I'm sure all siblings do. Then I, I moved to um, out of my house at, at like 18 when I went to university. And I think that allowed, because he's four years younger than me, I think that allowed us to kind of realize, kind of appreciate each other more. So when I moved back um, and, and started like working, we got closer and we ended up just being in the same friendship group. And all of our friends were his friends and my friends and my friends were his friends. And that's kind of how that came about. And we ended up being in a band together at the same time. And it's honestly great because um, I think we, we both travel obviously a lot with bands and we both miss our family and not being at home. It's nice to have that kind of connection uh, of, of home on tour and that connection to family on tour. And like my mum's always texting, finding out because he's not very good at flying, like how is he? And I can be that kind of navigator to her to make sure she knows that everyone's safe. The middle man, I love it. Yeah, exactly. So um, another question I have is, if you, if you guys are obviously a rock band, if you were to choose any other genre to like play, well, what music would you play besides rock? If you'd asked me that five years ago, I probably would have said metal, because I feel like that'd be really fun to just play guitar in like a really like heavy band. Now I feel like I want to say country. Five five years ago, I feel like I wouldn't have even. Acknowledge country as a genre. It was. I used to say like I love all music, but not really country. And I've come like full circle, and I'm so into like I'm not into. I don't know enough about it. I'm just kind of delving into it, and I'm into kind of more current artists. But that sound is so appealing to me right now that I feel like I would just really enjoy just being in the back of a of a country band, just playing just either acoustic or just like real simple electric chords, and just that would be so much fun to me. Yeah, it's kind of cool how like you know your music taste evolves over time and you yeah. get new stuff. What um, what artists are you listening to right now? Like what songs are on your Spotify repeat right like, now? Like like Rustin Kelly is my probably number one listen to artist right now. Um, he put out an album called Dying Star. I think kind of recently. He's married to Casey Musgraves, and Casey Musgraves is another record that I've been listening to a lot. Um, both of these artists, my friend Cal got me into, he's like massively into all kinds of country. Yeah. And he was playing the Casey Musgraves album, the, the newest one, on repeat in the band for so long. Got into that, he told me about her husband, got into that. So those those two records like on, on massive rotation at the moment. Other than that, Teenage Wrist, who are currently on this tour, can't stop listening to them. They're one of the coolest bands I've heard in a really long time. They just put out an EP called Counting Flies that has some of the best production I've heard of any band over the last 10 years. Sounds like they recorded it with a guy who'd done Deftones, so like, it sounds nuts, it sounds so cool. And they're just like a super talented band, and I'm really excited that they're on tour with us. So, yeah. That's so cool, that's so cool. What is your favorite memory at like a show? Like, like you've been playing a show, like what do you think your favorite moment is that you... Uh... Um, we were talking about this today. We we played the first time we played. I think like New York City proper was at Webster Hall four years ago, maybe five years ago now. Maybe it was. I think it maybe it was 2014. I can't remember. Um, and 
it was like the most incredible experience ever. We'd never played New York City before. We'd never played a show as big as that, a venue as prestigious as that. And I just vividly remember Alex playing like the. It's just like sounds like super like fake, but it was honestly this wild. He literally just played like one chord to get feedback, and the whole room pushed forward, and the barrier at the front between the front and the stage went from being like four feet to two feet, and all the security were like oh shit, and it like squashed them because people moved forward so fast, and like. And from that minute, we were just like, this is wild. And it just went off. And it was one of the most incredible shows I'm ever going to play. So, like, yeah, that was, like, the best thing ever. That is so fascinating. That's so cool. So now, um, another thing I want to ask is, tell me about, like, your songwriting process. Like, and is your songwriting process different from album to album? Do you change? Or do you just kind of stick? So we've yeah. never... It's, it has been the same up until the last record because mm -hmm. we all did stuff outside of the band. Um, Everyone had like a different career path they were going down. We all had full-time jobs. So it was kind of a, a real mishmash of everyone kind of throwing ideas together and then going, okay, I think we've got like enough ideas for 10 songs. Let's record. How many days free have we got? 10 days, 12 days. That's it. We never had more than 12 if there's a, if there's So a name this time around was completely different. We had, we were all yeah. doing the band full time at this point. We had a lot of time to actually like sit down, write and wrote all over the world. We kind of took off time in between tours to sit down and write together. And then we, we spent a month in the studio. It was completely different. Like we actually were able to send each other ideas and we went off separately in kind of groups of two and three with different people to kind of sit down and like try and write as opposed to just like one person sitting by themselves and bringing it to a group so it was it was like it was way more relaxed it was way more focused it was way more kind of like inclusive everyone was involved in it so yeah that's that's like the preferred way to do it if we have time and hopefully going forward we write we will but yeah we've done it in lots of different ways but that's definitely the best way usually is it like the lyrics and then the music the music and the lyrics or does it differ from every song it's usually music then lyrics yeah but there have been times when I've had like an idea or like a concept or something and like stuff's like kind of crept in. Like I'll, I'll like, I'll have a melody and then I'll be like, oh, oh, maybe this will work from something else I wrote somewhere down the line. But usually I'll, someone, either me or someone else will come up with music and it will spark some kind of creativity and I'll just kind of like start ad-libbing ad over the top. And nine times out of 10, that's the melody that sticks. And sometimes yeah, I even yeah, ad-lib like fake words. I find out what words kind of sound like the words that I'm ad-libbing. And then I'll be like, oh, maybe I'm saying this. And then that'll be, that'll be the word. And then I'll find out. Sometimes I'll literally say a word and then that is the word. And I'll try and make it fit with whatever I'm writing. But I mean, I, I don't, if I'm saying something stupid like cabbage, I won't use that. But like, usually it's, usually it's something like, you tend to just kind of like say something that like feels right, like whether or not it be like uh, syllable wise or kind of the feeling in your mouth, whatever sings like nice, and then from that, like then I try and think about what I'm trying to think about and, and write lyrics. That is so cool. Do you think like you your lyrics almost change over time as you grow as a person? Like your lyrics change? Or? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always going to depend on like what it is that's happening day to day. Month to month, year to year, so it's you know it's gonna change depending on what's happening. So if if I'm going through cool stuff and happy stuff, it's gonna be happy. If I'm going through bad stuff and sad stuff, it's gonna be sad. Um, and that's just pretty much it. I've always written about 
what's happened to me has always been like truthful and real so whatever is going on is, is what I write about yeah another thing is that you guys are now on Fueled by Ramen which is an incredible record label but you just made that switch on your most recent record how yeah. has that switch been? it's been great they've been so supportive um, it was very daunting I think I think anyone in a, in a like situation in a band situation like us where we've come from like the punk and DIY scene to do anything like that you kind of feel like is this the right thing to do? Like, are we quite unquite setting out? Like, are we going to lose control? Like, are they going to want, like, creative control over this? Are they going to want to, like, promote it this, this way that I'm not cool with? But they're honestly, like, they totally get it. And there's enough people at the label that, like, get the world that we're from that they don't... They just, they just love music and they want to support, like, genuine, like, artists. And they just want to help them in any way they can. They've never done anything and made us feel uncomfortable in any way. They've just supported us. And like, there's even been times where they put time and effort into situations and we've said, hey, even though we've this far down the line, we don't feel comfortable, we want to stop. And they've gone, Here, let me, you know, they, they've tried to talk us around, but they've gone, hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. They're super supportive. It's been great, it's been really cool. That's oh, amazing. So now another question that I have is that, what do you think like your dream tour lineup would be, like real or fiction? Like if the band is already broken up, or if it's like a real band that's uh, out there today. Like if you could just tour with any artist, who two, would it be? Two bands that came to mind are Foo Fighters and Paramore. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be They're incredible. both like, uh, I mean, I reckon if I could like sit down and actually like pick apart like bands that don't exist anymore, like some of my favorite bands, it would be different. But like, mm -hmm. they're both like such like. They're huge artists. I feel like the shows would be amazing. They're both bands that I've seen and, and think put on incredible shows. So even though they're like, like mainstream or whatever, mm -hmm. I think that'd be sick. Yeah, that's incredible. So now, besides me, it's only like a year old. But have you guys thought about like a writing? Have you guys in the songwriting process, or have you not even considered that yet? So we've everyone like writes anyway, like kind of separately. Mm -hmm. um, I, I write all the time. We haven't really spoken about writing anything new, like properly cohesively as a band, but. I'm sure something's gonna happen down the line. Um, I'm sure when we next have like a bit of time off and we start sending each other ideas, something will form, so. Yeah. yeah. So now, what do you think the biggest obstacle in your career has been and how have you overcame that? Honestly, like juggling personal lives, uh, juggling jobs, juggling like relationships, friendships, family stuff. That's the, that's the hardest thing because like you're constantly like battling between doing something that you love and that you are you're passionate about and and that is ultimately incredibly selfish because it's totally focused around you and other things that involve th other things you're incredibly passionate about but that involves other people mm -hmm. so like that balance of kind of like life the like kind of life work balance is incredibly hard and it's something that all of us struggle with yeah. probably the hardest thing when did you realize that you got, like as a band, you made it, you know what I mean? I don't think we have yet. Really? We're, still, we're still getting there, you know. Um, we're, we're, we're incredibly lucky and we've had some incredible experiences, mm -hmm. but I feel like that, that term is, I don't know, I would, never, I would never use that term about something that I, I'm involved in um, for sure. But um, I, I will just say that I am very happy with where we're at and I'm, I'm very proud about what we've done. I love that, I love that. So my next question is definitely a funny question. I ask a lot of the artists I interview okay. this, and I've never gotten the same answer twice, and it, it, it's always, it always never ceases to make me laugh. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think the worst name to name a child is? Like if someone just gave you a baby right now and said, name it the worst possible name that you could name this baby, so what would you name it? Up until two days ago, 
Uh, there was lots of, there was over 500 people in the United States that were very happy that they named their beautiful baby girl Khaleesi. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen the most recent yeah. episode of Game of yeah. Thrones, but I'm sure they're really bummed out about that. So yeah. I feel like I wouldn't name name my child Mother of Dragons or Khaleesi or, or Daenerys or any any of those names. That That's so funny. Yep, I've never gotten the same answer twice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, Andrew, thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, um, we you. really appreciate it. Cool, man. Yeah, thank Thanks you. a lot. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. Again, that's exclusive interviews only available on WSOU. Basement's new album, Beside Myself, is available now on all streaming platforms. To hear more bands like Basement, tune into Under the Stars every Tuesday night from 10 to midnight. This is Valentino Petrarca at WSOU signing off.